what you what you really what you really what you really what you what you really what you really what you really what you what you really what you really what you really want to hear that way too loud theme anytime you want so loud well you can buy it that's right very folks. soon it's not free anymore <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, yeah. you used to have I to mean, buy it by the month actually yeah it's true so well, now it's cheaper mm-hmm. hopefully people will pay for it mm-hmm. we were just talking about that with the guest who just left for an episode uh we recorded uh before right before this they won't come out for another uh week or so mm-hmm. we did do a new heat head coalition yep it episode. was bad <laughs> We, I didn't think we would be able to record this episode, honestly. Yeah. I've leveled out a whole lot since I, then. I think we finished recording a good 45 minutes yeah, ago, at absolutely. least. Well, yeah. A lot of hanging afterwards. Yeah. He'll talk your ear off. I love it. I do, too. I was going to say, like, great guy. It wasn't unwelcome. No, it was fantastic. Uh, anyway, uh, we were talking about do we think people will buy the cassette or buy the album? Mm. 40 minutes. Of pure Spring Food Mo originals. 40 minutes. Songs they know and love already. Mm-hmm. Songs that have probably permeated their brains uh, for a while now. Um, I don't know. What's the what's the USD on that? I think the cassette is going to be 10, probably. Sure. Does that seem fair? That's reasonable. That seems reasonable. This had I, to I be manufactured. So. This yes. was mastered. and, and it, 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 this is There's a lot of work going into this. Manufactured right here in Springfield. That's right. Um, it did not have to be mastered any more than it already had been because all of them are already mastered. Sure. No um, slop. Everything peaks at 0.0 decibels. Believe it or not, I put a lot of effort into how the themes sound on the show. Uh, and they sound don't good. Know if people know that. Uh, but anyway, turned it in. It's called Spring Food Forever. That's right. Which I think is a good title. It looks so cool. Yeah. It's got a great cover. I'm excited about it. The closer it gets, I'm like, I can't believe it's happening. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be on a... A real deal uh, record. Yeah, I think you're on like three songs. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> bangers. Too. Oh, they are absolutely good, yeah. bangers. Did have to cut a few. We had to cut a few songs. Every um, original will be on there. Uh-huh. The initial list had about twice as many tracks. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Like, want to get a pizza like an animal. Yeah. That uses the the music that Mr. Trent Reznor wrote for mm-hmm. the song Closer off the Downward Spiral. But... I don't want to go as so far as to say it's not original just because I used his entire composition and yeah. like most of the words from the song as well. Uh, I <laughs> I think that's its own kind of creativity. Uh-huh. Look, <laughs> don't tell anyone, but there's going to be a way to get those. Yeah, absolutely. There is. Uh-huh. How, how much is that band camp, camp one going to run? Um, It's a good question. Uh-huh. I think maybe five. Five sounds for that. great. Pay and what you want model beyond the five, of yeah. course. And we will have a release date and everything hopefully soon. I mean, mm-hmm. if the cassettes aren't done, I honestly don't know what we're going to do if sure. they're done before the show's over. Yeah. <laughs> we will sell the album online before the show is done. Andy, if you are, in fact, in the large country of China, uh, I, I will handle the shipping on these bad sure. boys. Um, probably in a similar way to uh, one Mr. Brat Pitt and uh, not get those cassettes out <laughs> to people until about 40 days after they order them. I'm hoping that it will be done by the time Sister City plays another show on July 24th, if I'm still here. Yeah. Because it's a really up in the air. I very well may not be here at that time. The the house, which of course we're in right now because it's a Tower Club episode. Mm-hmm. For some reason, we don't record the Tower Club episodes in the Tower. Kind of ironic. Uh, 
but uh, you're packing up, Andy. It's, it's, it's looking a little uh, bare bones in here. Not. Mm-hmm. I love that you still have your records on their shelves where they're supposed to be, but they are in they're they're encased in a yeah they're in record like these really cool record travel cases. Those are fantastic. I've moved records so many times, and uh, wish I would have thought of that even a single one of them. Yeah, we'll sell them at that show. Those cassettes mm-hmm. for sure. I'm hoping that. We will have a new Sister City EP out by then also, mm. uh, which are some of the best songs we've ever done. We've also been working up at least one podcast song to play at that show. Wow, Andy. So, uh, wow. If you That's are, so exciting. are familiar with any of the podcast songs already, you can probably guess which one it is. <laughs> one of them is uh, more eminently playable than, than the rest uh-huh. of them. It's not the Fun Acre one because that song is really hard. It, <laughs> and it's be really not hard to the... Play theme song to the podcast oh, which is literally that. just a sister yeah we're not playing song. that song um, that song is really hard uh yeah <laughs> I, I i didn't know it whenever i saw you uh, perform this last time i didn't know if i could expect that song yeah or not. uh I, I understand you don't want to get up there and play that song and then have the podcast heads just go crazy and then file out after it's over and miss the rest of your set i thought it might be just a cool move to not play it sure you know was it cool i, I don't know I don't. Like, I think. Does anybody besides me know that it was originally a Sister City song? I think I don't we talked know. about a it. couple it, people. It is on the. It's the last song in the compilation. Uh-huh. There's. It opens with a the, with that version of the with the theme song version, and then it ends with the original Rainforest Floor. Song. I also just thought maybe you didn't play it because you didn't like singing that you're only 24 any I longer. It. I mean, I. <laughs> the best song on that album is probably the one that talks about me being 33. Uh-huh. And uh, I was not 33 on that stage singing it. I was yep. almost 35. Wow. <laughs> Love that. Boy. Anyway. Man, that episode we just recorded, Andy. Sloppy one. Bad. <laughs> bad for bad us. App. Probably bad to listen to. I, I really can't imagine it's it's a great listen. Um, I'll edit. I, I'm going to edit a lot. We'll know, but, uh, so we, yeah. we recorded for 90 minutes and you were like, oh, we can probably get 55 minutes. Yeah. I'm hoping to actually cut I, out that much. I think that's a, that's a very real yeah. possibility. Uh, listeners will know. Oh, yeah. I was going to tease that we tried the two hottest Hot One sauces and we did the Death Nut Challenge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we did uh, so yeah. much. Let's just get, get in front of this thing. People... You know, you hear about these challenges, and people do one of these challenges at a time. They do the hot one sauce. They do the death nut challenge. Not us. We did it all, okay? And you see these uh, people on the YouTube spitting up in the trash can after it. No, not us. Sure, one of our guests was on their knees in front of the trash can <laughs> uh, at, at one point, and uh, Andy definitely uh, at, a, at a point before I would have thought he would uh had his had his glasses off had his they didn't steam had everything up. off oh it's because i've got i've been wiping them down with those uh anti-fog okay because of wearing masks mm-hmm. um i haven't i mean i haven't worn a mask in public in two weeks i don't think yeah. it's, it's probably the residual residual coating oh boy how excited are you to get gone from that delta variant andy <laughs> you mean to die from it <laughs> i had the i have the pfizer uh-huh. and apparently you know Fifty percent of the people it breaks through the, for the Pfizer. So. Nice, great, love that, love everything. Love that for you. Anyway, did you get Moderna? I don't know. I can't remember now. I think it was Moderna. Okay. Yeah, I think it's what I got at the Walmart. You went to Walmart, right? I did. I got. I went to the Walmart. I got mine in the save. dog food aisle. I don't know <laughs> if there was some people at the pharmacy. 
Um, mine was a guy in just like I don't know, I guess a t-shirt, uh, hmm. and no bottoms, and he <laughs> he uh, he offered me a, a different vaccine. Seems to be working out so far, though. Is this Andy. Winnie the Pooh? Yeah, I think it was <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. I think he said his name was. Uh huh. And when you say vaccine, did you just did you eat some honey? <laughs> you know, there's a commercial coming on right now, Andy. Uh, that's a it's a Geico commercial, and it's a uh, the these people at a like picnic mm-hmm. or something, and uh, they're like, oh well, there's bears, and it's like a big joke in a African yogi and boo-boo come out and they all kind of go inside and they're watching yogi and boo-boo because they're eating all the picnic stuff Mm. so the premise of this joke i guess is that had if they were not to lock themselves behind the doors the cartoon bears yogi bear and boo-boo bear i guess uh, would no, maul them last, to his death. last name is Boo. <laughs> and Boo, Boo. Boo, Boo, yeah. Uh, they, they would maul them to death. They they would uh, feast on, I mean, famously, bears like big cats. Uh, the, they would feast on the, the softest parts of their bodies, their genitals, <laughs> uh, their stomachs, uh, their butts. Uh, <laughs> that's what this commercial is positing, that a yogi bear... Uh, and his his son or nephew is it his son i don't know we never meet yogi bear's wife yeah you think she was hunted she, down she passed in childbirth <laughs> <laughs> wow andy uh, it's really a tragic story <laughs> It makes it, you know, he's got to eat all those picnic baskets uh-huh. to fool the void. You know, that, that, uh, that wasn't behind. the picnic basket was not uh-huh. like the first catchphrase of the show. Yeah. Um, it was I lost my wife from <laughs> she died in childbirth. <laughs> no, it was. It was. A, I craved a soft butt. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I do remember when they changed that after uh-huh. the, the haze code. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you couldn't say soft anymore. Bring back the pre-code yogi. <laughs> oh, please. Bring back pre-code cigarette smoking, butt-eating yogi. <laughs> Have you watched much pre- many pre-code movies? Like, they're pretty racy. There's some pretty pretty sultry stuff. I, I Yeah, I don't know. what what's When was this, when was this code? I, I think what is it, the 40s when the yeah, uh, no. whatever we don't need to get it down no. go down. You can listen to film podcasts. I'm stupid. No. You want that? Although once we get into what we've been eating with our eyes and ears, Andy, the listeners are going to hear that Danny's been a little cultured boy. Yeah, little two Kurosawa movies. Oh, boy. nice. Little high and low last night, boy. Ooh, I haven't even seen that. One. I haven't seen Ooh, that one. It's a good one, Andy. Yeah. Anyway, high uh, and low. That's the kind of cultures I enjoy. Mm-hmm. 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 All right. Episodes. Uh, Neighborhood Pizza Cafe. Could not remember if we had talked about this episode yet. I s- still don't really know. Banger of a playlist on that bad boy, though. Yeah. Maybe we're talking about it for the second time, but if so, uh, uh, deservingly. I do need to clarify something from that one where I'd said that you and I had overlap with that Songs Ohio song on there. Uh-huh. Um, no. In fact, I hadn't put it on my list. I had cut it from mine. 
It was a finalist for mine. You Because you had a Hold Steady song that I believe didn't make the cut. And yes. I was very surprised Surprised that we never got a Hold Steady song uh, on any of the Spring Food Mo yeah. playlists from, from Andy. Uh, a big Hold Steady fan, I, I'd I like, say. I like them, but I... I one, I used to love previously them. your favorite band, maybe. Yeah, but it's it's probably been a decade since I sure. would have called them my favorite band. Okay. I do love that band. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what song I was going to put on there. Probably yeah, the one a... where he's singing like this, <laughs> <laughs> and he's a little bit behind the beat at all times. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah, uh -huh. talking yeah. about like something that happened in his town or something. Uh huh. Sadly, he's like the only good thing about that band now oh really yes he's a great lyricist and i like the way he sings but man their music is boring now yeah. two boring albums that's okay uh good episode really enjoyed it great, sad yeah. to see the playlist go although that's a thing we could do it's for the playlists joe. are one thing that will keep on happening yeah. the food is what's going to go yeah uh i i did delete all of the playlist tower club like where it was just a playlist sure. on their own okay it was mostly for the numbers Oh um, um, yeah. I guess we can reveal this just to Tower Club listeners, uh -huh. but the last episode of Spring Food Mo proper was supposed to have already happened. Yes. And the reason we expanded it is uh, when preparing for that podcast or the, for the playlist episode, I figured out when I deleted those because I was a little bit worried about mm -hmm. mostly copyright infringement yeah, yeah. on those. Not that <laughs> there's so much. Every single episode has copyright infringement. Oh, I mean, had but, uh, you uploaded the one with the Kanye West song on it, the the last one, it very well may have been pulled. That's the only thing I ever got pulled from SoundCloud was oh, something really? where I sampled Kanye West. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. The final episode is going to be the 200th episode in the feed. Wow. Yeah. For the, the Tower Club feed. But then uh, the Friday after the last episode, if we turn off the donation thing, mm -hmm. Tower Club members will lose access uh -huh. to their episodes. Or... I can just make them all public. Yeah. Which I think is one I think that's do. the plan. So. I think that's a good plan. I think yeah. people deserve to hear them. Uh, I don't think it makes our Tower Club listeners any more special. We don't appreciate yeah. them any less. We really do appreciate everything that you've done. You bought us a delicious meal just mm -hmm. last week with, with some of our and lovely guests. Had we not decided to extend the show for one more month, which I'm very glad we did, by mm -hmm. the way, because I, I don't know what else I'd be doing with my time. And I'm, <laughs> I've had a lot of fun. I feel like yeah. the show's my contributions to the show have gotten stronger now that I have more time to work on it. That's the reason is so that we could get to 200 and like, Absolutely. I'm so excited. We definitely wouldn't have had that corner 21 episode mm -hmm. that, and we definitely wouldn't have had the episode that just came out with Lillian and Allie. That's right. Yeah. Uh, which I think is the most fun I've ever had recording the show. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, definitely. Just, I, I would say pretty easily for me. Yeah. That was such a fun episode, such a fun experience. We hung out together for about three and a half hours. Yeah. Three, three, three and a half hours straight. Mm -hmm. And it was just a pure, pure joy, like euphoria the whole time. It's just so stupid. Those two were just so game for it all. And I mean, to the extent that it was their idea. Yeah. Every part of it. Just just fantastic. And like, uh, funny, the funny food people. food was good. Uh -huh. Uh, that made it even better. Mm. It was like we weren't trashing the food. It was just mm. an all-around great night. We got to hang out with like two super smart, funny women. I normally hang only hang out with one super smart, <laughs> funny woman. That is unless Shay comes downstairs from her room. Then I'm hanging out with sure. two smart, funny women. Lillian listened to the episode on her way back home to Chicago. Uh -huh. And she called me oh, wow. to tell me how good she thought it <laughs> wow. was and how much fun she had doing it. And I was in the middle of a run, 
and I answered the phone. I was like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> I wound up texting her. I was like, sorry about that. I was in the middle of her. <laughs> I liked that because it was validating. Was like, it wasn't just me who thought that was such a good time. Like the first live in studio performance from a, a character as <laughs> well. Right. With a Randolph the Corno Snowmore. I'm so glad that you decided <laughs> to do that. We we had not even planned for the sing along there at the end, mm-hmm. uh, but it only seemed right. I loved that so much. It was incredible. I don't think that was quite as funny as his version of Good Riddance, <laughs> but uh, neither one of them, they don't listen to the show, uh-huh. and neither one of them had met Randolph sure. the Cornose Snowboy before, so I think that added to it. I was 0% embarrassed. I used to be very embarrassed doing characters in front of people, and mm. I was just giddy at oh, the absolutely. prospect of doing it the entire time. There was a guitar, like the guitar was out. Uh-huh. I don't know if they thought I'd just set that out so I could look cool or what. But then I actually busted out the guitar and played the song. I just assumed it was because you had recorded something for Randolph earlier, which you did. But uh, it turned out that it was there for for an in-studio performance, and it was great. I'm not above at all above tooting my own horn. But like one of the funniest things to me listening back is Randolph blaming everyone else for him <laughs> stopping the songs whenever it is clearly me not being able to keep it together. And I was not able to keep it together to the extent that I had to... Okay, so whenever we go to the bridge of the song, mm-hmm. that is recording. Yep. <laughs> I couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, you, you subbed in for the pre-record. I was like, I'm so sorry. And then we come back to uh, us just butchering your parody. Yeah. <laughs> Man. So you, much fun. You really take a lot of words and turn them into like just one word for that song. <laughs> you stretch the word anosmia out for what I think is like, seven words on the <laughs> on champagne supernova oh, yeah. great job there well it, it ends one line it begins another the uh <laughs> and anosmia <laughs> ends one line and it begins the next line yeah and anosmi uh, uh <laughs> no wait the uh yeah the yeah. end starts yeah. a new line <laughs> wow great app uh almost wish i we hadn't brought it up before uh talking about the app uh, but it hasn't that hasn't come out yet that came out, comes out Tuesday. Wow. Hopefully there was a bleep there. That's okay. No, it's not okay, Andy, because we got to do the preheat. Oh. And for the preheat, I'm going to say, uh, what's my word? Um, I only get one word. Uh, not very good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, goopy. Uh- <laughs> Uh, I was describing the episode, not the food. Maybe you were as well. It was oh. quite the goopy episode. I um, haven't listened back to it. It might be good. I don't yeah, know. Nor have I. Uh, for me, with that episode, big fan of the guests. Yeah. And, and I'm excited for the listeners to hear them. Uh, the guests, I think, I think did great, did better than I thought they would. Very cool to see that at, at, even at the end of the show, having done it for so long, I can still just S the bed so hard <laughs> on a character bit at the end. Like truly maybe the worst character bit I've ever done for the show. Not put together. Just bad all around. Slapdash. Well, even for some of the slapdash ones. I've had some slapdash ones that we've knocked out of the freaking park, Andy. Truly. Some, some, of, some of our best uh, the third segments for the show have uh, have been uh, jotted down yeah. just right oh. before recording, but not that one. Very bad. Randolph was that day. Absolutely. We didn't know what we were going to do. I think I made some suggestions. Often I will think of something and suggest it to you. I don't remember. Yeah, we had we had a, we had a fire you, and ice yeah. premise for that, 
but it just didn't pan out. No. And I was like, ah, oh, I guess I'll just do it. I was glad you had a backup. I yeah. was glad you had a backup, Andy. Uh, uh, if only you had had a backup for next week's episode. But, you know, Tower Club listeners look forward to that. Hey, it might even be good. I don't we know. Do, we don't know. We have no clue. I'm probably never going to listen to that one. <laughs> Andy, should we get in to the subject of this week's Tower Club episodes? So we can oh, get... not so fast, Dan. We still have to talk about <laughs> Corner 21. That's right. Which I think is a really good episode. I think it's a great episode, Andy. It's a type of episode you listen to and think... Maybe that guy should just do uh-huh. the show instead. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, we're ending it. Should we just pass the keys to let, no. let's pass the keys to to Doug and Billy Dove? I've thought about that and uh no one would keep this up. <laughs> no, it just yeah, wouldn't truly. No. like it would not happen. Yeah, we um, yeah. We were the only ones with with the guts to do it, Andy. The guts. I think what you need uh, we need to focus specifically here on me. Uh-huh. And uh, I just, no, I mean, you show up and do it every week, too, and that's something also, uh-huh. but, like, the amount of work that it takes yeah. to produce the show uh-huh. and get it up every week yeah. for uh, 2.8 years. <laughs> Doesn't seem great. Uh, it's a lot, and I love it. I yeah. have so much fun. I'm sure we'll get into that a whole lot more, but no one's going to do that. Like, if you can't do it the way we were doing it, I don't think it's worth doing. If you're going to keep the same name and everything, I mean. You keep producing it. You give him the keys. Let him drive. See if we can start making some money on this bad boy. Then we start getting kickbacks for the yeah. name because every episode gets a uh, created by credit by old Danny and Andy. Yeah. So um, we start raking in money off of this schmuck's work, <laughs> this little freak. And then we we just start the golden age of everything up again, yeah. Andy. We start doing that stupid nonsense. Oh, we didn't even talk about that. Did we we? didn't. We talk That's about why that I brought it up. Um, yeah. Doug is so good. He's great. There was a reason that we wanted to have him back on by himself because he's just not a person who should have probably ever been on with three other people. Yeah. So great. Almost no editing on that episode, Mm -hmm. which is awesome. I think I was done in like 30 minutes, which is so short. Yeah. I just listened back to it. I was like, I don't have to cut anything. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, I left did we do f- anything at the end of that episode? I don't know. Did we? I don't know. We were doing them back to back to back there yeah. for a second. I, I can't keep up with all the yeah. freaking uh, characters. I'm trying to kill some of these guys off, uh-huh. and I just can't even. I don't know. I can't do it. Oh, we definitely did a bit at the end of that, Andy. One of the one of the all time one of my all time favorite bits we've ever done. So of course. Gatton Matarazzo oh, yeah. pranking the wonderful Goldstone <laughs> Steve Austin, right. Austin and you guys just beating the tar out of him. Yeah, and I got way too into it. Oh, Andy, you got the appropriate amount of into it. I, I really, really enjoyed that. That was another one that was a uh, yeah, at, in contrast to the uh, the very bad bit that listeners will hear next week, or they can just skip that episode. Uh, this one also came together very quickly. Mm-hmm. There was very little instruction given to you guys on what to do, and it turned out better than I ever, yeah. ever could have imagined. Very little editing, like I said. So it's good. just a real stupid thing, man. <laughs> it, no, it was in a good way. Like when it, <laughs> listening back to that, that truly is, I think, some of the funniest stuff we've ever done. You just getting really into <laughs> it, and Gatton Matarazzo calling you a sicko and saying that he loves <laughs> how much you're beating him. Man, I, I was real happy with that. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, everything was. That was the first one we recorded. We've recorded three other episodes since that one. Even though, we, as we as we are talking right now, it's the most recent one to come out. Well, and also. Right now, we're recording this on uh, Saturday night, the Saturday after the Tuesday, the mm-hmm. Corner 21 came out. Uh, that is our most downloaded episode in over a month. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. 
I mean, uh, we're which, nine which days away from wild. it. We've recorded five episodes yeah. in those nine days. It's so popular. Uh, uh, I think it's probably because Laura. Laura shared on the Team Taco yeah. social media. Thank you so much, Laura. The best. Yeah, that episode was really good. Had fun with it. Now we got to talk about the golden age of everything. That's right. I didn't re-listen to it, so I don't. Oh, know. you didn't? No. Oh, okay. Well, that's going to make it harder. No, I mean, I yeah, I'm sure I can remember um, some of it. Was I bad? No. Uh, I, well, yeah, I, actually, yeah, yeah, kind of. But so was I. I was 21 years old low energy for both of us oh yeah i don't know what well i mean whenever we recorded the first episode of this show we had to re-record the second half because we were so low energy yeah man it's it's very low energy i like the premise of the show a lot i think Mm -hmm. the premise was cool and if it was like a famous or interesting person hosting it Mm -hmm. it would have been a much better show and talking to interesting people that anyone cares about sure man bad some bad takes in there Mm -hmm. Uh, there's a weird thing where I like I say that Kendrick Lamar is overrated and then go on to praise Kendrick Lamar for like five minutes yeah. straight at one point. I think that was like a like a take I thought mm-hmm. was interesting because now he's one of my all time yeah, favorites. Like I think he should be a thousand percent on that. Yeah, I flew to L.A. to see him <laughs> play the Staples Center in his hometown for the yeah. first time. Like real weird. But I just not figured out this hosting thing yet. Sure. And I wonder if I got better at it towards the end of that show because it ran 12 episodes. Really? Uh, I was on there twice, wasn't I? I believe yeah. there's another episode, one well, with me and Josh, no, my, it ran, my old roommate. I think it ran 13 because you were on three times. No way. The last episode that ever went was whenever we talked about our trip to Austin. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. then we basically replicated that episode here uh-huh. on Spring Food Mo. We did. Wow. Anyway, uh, I thought that would be fun to post that because it was the first time you and I had ever done this together. I think people and people enjoyed it. It's no one. I got no feedback, but <laughs> <laughs> sounds like they loved it then. <laughs> it really shows how much better we have gotten. Mm-hmm. At this, and it was nice not recording one of these freaking Tower Club episodes. <laughs> well, I was out of town because we did a bunch before at my trip. Yeah. We recorded a bunch in rapid succession, then recorded a bunch after. It's like you know what, we really need to have a night yeah. off. No, I, <laughs> we really do, Andy. We really do. Uh, we got another one coming up, July Fourth weekend. We don't. We're not. We're not recording. That's I guess right. so. Unless, I'm, I think I'm going to go to Kansas City and hang out with with friends. You, know what I'm gonna you remember do? trips and friends? Uh, no, I, I honestly, Andy, like I got my first concert back coming up here in a couple months. I don't know what I'm going to do going back to a concert. Like it, it's going to mm. be crazy. Oh, so Sister City wasn't a concert. Oh, fine. Okay. No, that was a show. Andy. It was. A there show, are right. differences between shows and concerts. I know shows. I try actively to show up late to <laughs> <laughs> not so uh, with concerts, though. I'm not that kind of guy. I, you, and you know that. The thing we're doing today is uh, Kung Fu Taco. Wow. Jay Jung owned the now defunct Jin's slash Mama's Korean Grill. He currently owns Kuma Japanese Ramen and Sushi and Omo Japanese Kuma. Soul Food. In 2019, Jay opened a Little Korea in the old Big Fat Burritos space. And in spring of 2021, he converted it to... Kung Fu Taco. Oh, okay. I didn't know that this was a this was after he had already. Yep. I didn't. I guess I didn't realize Little Korea was there. Same business. So that's it, Dan. Sure. Uh, That's the background of this place. Uh, I guess you can go if you want to go back and listen to our Omo episode. Mm Going to be a bit of a weird listen if you do. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, You (laughs) might you might not find what you originally remember. So I will say, right off the bat, like it better than Omo. Yeah, much better. Let's start with the uh, the appetizer. Did you get that little thing of miso soup? No, I didn't. Well, I didn't order any, huh. but mine came with the miso soup. So uh, I guess I'll get into that. Uh, good. 
tasted more like the green onion soup that we had maybe on the Nakato episode. I don't mm. know. Super green onion. He still have some in my fridge. N- nice miso soup. Nice. Getting any of those, uh, the fried traditional Springfield style uh, Chinese sides a la Crab Rangoon's egg roll. I got spring roll. very excited because they had fried dumplings on their mm-hmm. menu. And then um, I was disappointed when I, when I got them because they were pot stickers. They were frozen pot yeah. stickers. Those aren't dumplings. Yeah. They were totally fine. I, they were the same frozen, just pork pot stickers you get everywhere. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know of a single place that, that we've tried that I, you know, I would eat it and say, oh, this is, uh, this is handmade. They're all frozen as, mm. as far as I know. Even the one place that does real dumplings, Bao Bao, their dumplings are frozen. I know that because yeah. they, they sell them. They sell, they'll sure. sell them frozen to you. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, these were good. They, they're very deeply fried. I like that about them. Mm-hmm. Nice crunch to them. You know, they're fried enough that if you can get a little bit of the sauce, they don't do the sweet sauce. I was very excited because I thought it was going to be that thin, sweet, yeah, dark yeah, sauce. Yeah, brown sauce. Pure soy sauce. Okay. Uh, oh. And I doused it. I put it down in there. And Did then you know it was the, soy sauce? Mm, okay. No. Okay. And then I let it, you know, drip down inside yeah. the move whenever you have half one. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it was soy sauce. Yeah. So I just ruined <laughs> that first bite. Soy sauce. Same exact thoughts on the crab rangoons. Thought they were fine. Thought they could have used a minute longer in the fry later. Uh, had the little red bits of crab imitation crab mm-hmm. in there. We get people on this dang old show all the time, Andy. Talking about these crab rangoons. A lot of times, they'll talk about how they want to see that red crab. I don't think it matters. No. that imita- I don't need to see that imitation crab. Doesn't taste like anything. No. Tell you what tasted like something was that uh, crab claw meat on the crab rangoon pizza from Fire and Ice last week. That was so good. That tasted like crab. Still thinking about that. I don't need to see the red flakes. If I do a going away dinner, I think I'm going to go to Fire and Ice. Whoa. I think I'm going to take people because it was just such a nice. nice. It was a Fire and Ice experience. I normally I would groan at a, a pun that bad, no, you but uh, uh, <laughs> normally I'd try and get in there and scoop it up mm-hmm. before you mm-hmm. did. Uh, but r- truly, it, it is much better than any of the turns of phrase that they use on their menu. Yeah, so <laughs> really, yeah, yeah, just okay on the crab rangoons. Mm-hmm. Truly, could have used a little longer in, in there. Well, we both got a sort of appetizer slash side dish that seems. What are we get? Not going to get this dish. Kung Fu fries. <laughs> That's right. Kung Fu fries. French fries topped with Korean style beef, spicy mayo sauce, wasabi cream sauce, and green onion, mm-hmm. with a side of kimchi. Yep. The kimchi hot. It is. Yeah. Peppery. Tastes yeah. like a uh, peppercorns more I, than anything. Have some in the fridge still. I meant to have it out for us to try for ah, the heat head and yes. forgot. Uh-huh. Oh, we would have had 95 minutes instead uh, of 90. Oh, absolutely. Um, soft frozen fries, Dan. Yeah. That's my first note. They could have just used a little longer in the deep fryer. I don't think that there's anything wrong with these fries, but that you could still literally see like kind of the translucentness that you get with a fry that just has not had long enough to cook. I'm not saying I bit into it and it was cold, icy or anything, but you could tell it was still closer to frozen than it was to like crispy. Mm-hmm. What'd you think? Sounds like you had a similar. Yeah. There's still cooked potato. Mm-hmm. The floor is pretty high yeah. on cooked potato with me. I'd like cooked potato. That's all it was, though. Mm-hmm. It was, they, they weren't even seasoned, really. Didn't pick up on that wasabi sauce. No. Didn't get a, any kind of horseradish and bite. 
same deal with the uh, wasabi sauce and one of the tacos I got. It, it's good. It's right. just it's it's like an aioli. Yeah, and it tastes good. And it's fatty, all about aioli. Here. Yeah, the Korean style beef is really crumbly. Yeah. I was very crumbly, uh, slightly sweet, kind of teriyaki. It, you know, it didn't taste a lot like bulgogi to me. Yeah, or what? What I generally think of as like a Korean barbecue flavor. Did, what did you think about that? You know, I I had it on there as well as in one of my tacos, and uh, maybe I expect a little more sauce sticking to it on a on a bulgogi beef, but I still got some sweetness. I I definitely agree. It's like teriyaki sweetness. Yeah. It's not super complex or anything, but uh, uh, I thought it was perfectly fine. Okay, way very thinly sliced. More, way more fries and toppings. Yeah, uh, way more fries and toppings. Wound up with a bunch of bland fries. I didn't feel like eating at all. This was a disappointment. I love loaded fries, and you know, I didn't dislike this. It was okay. They also have the exact same, but with sweet potato waffle fries. That might be better. Uh, yeah. I mean, just from a scoopability standpoint, I think so. Uh, but no matter what, no crispiness on the fries. You just just keep them in that fry later just a little longer. Just give me those crispy edges. That w- I think that would have kicked it up from like a, a C to an A minus right there. Yeah. That's all. Kicked it up from a Dan to an Andy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, usually you do the other way around. Yeah. That's I'm, good. I appreciate I'm that. Dumb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you meant to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I'd say C plus is a is a fair grade for the sure. for the fries. Well, I don't believe in the traditional grading system, but you know what? We don't need to discuss that. I guess we need to get into our entrees, Dan. I got four tacos and that was it. I also got four tacos. I only got two flavors of tacos. Mm. My girlfriend got a chance to try one of the rice bowls. If I can just touch on the rice bowl real quickly. She got the Gangnam style shrimp. I thought it was tasty. Uh, kind of tasted like the dynamite shrimp at a um, like a Thai Express or mm-hmm. something. Somewhere in between a sweet and sour with, with a slight spice to it. However, way too much rice on mm. this. A lot of rice. But uh, not a problem that I had with the tacos. I don't. I don't think they're skipping on the tacos. Uh, so I'm glad I went that direction. Andy, what's your first taco? So you'd say you were that you were over riced rather than bowled over. I would actually say yeah. <laughs> I would say. <laughs> oh, was that worth it? I don't know. I got. I tried spicy chicken bulgogi, green style chicken with spicy sauce on the top. And that is exactly what it is. Mm. The pattern here is that these tacos are almost identical, and the only thing that really changes is the meat uh-huh. and the sauce they put on it. There's no variation to the other toppings. They're all topped with spring mix. Yeah. But, uh, some well, lettuce and spinach no, in there. They're bottomed with spring mix. <laughs> they are bottomed with spring mix. That's true. Uh, the, yeah. The, the tortilla is first topped with yeah. straight spring mix uh, before everything else. And then, then you get some cilantro, le- red onion, uh, lime on the side, as well as a little kimchi yeah. on the side. I definitely had white onion on the top of mine. Cilantro and white onion. Oh, sorry. I, I Did I say red onion? There's red onion My on, notes the, on say the, yellow with the onion. spring mix uh. on the bottom. And then you get the protein on top of that. And then then the, whatever, a very small amount mm-hmm. of whatever sauce you got. And then a crazy amount of chopped onions yeah. and uh, cilantro. They look good. They mm-hmm. look good in the, in, in the box, for sure. Not exactly street style size. Slightly bigger than that, but not quite nacho ordinary taco size mm-hmm. tacos, you know. Although, I would say that is probably my closest comparison here is nacho ordinary taco because of the, the creaminess of all these tacos, uh, because of the aioli that's mm. being added to them. Really, really like 
an aioli on a taco, Andy. It's good. I like when you put mayonnaise on things, I guess. Yeah. Not a lot on mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could have used more of all the sauces that I that I had on this. I think you got a lot more meat on yours than I got on mine. Andy, my beef bulgogi taco came with so much meat on it. Maybe the most meat I've ever got on a taco. It was spilling over with meat. There was yeah. nothing else on it. Huh. Just meat. My pork bulgogi one had one big chunk of pork. Like I'm talking like a taco's worth of pork. All wrapped Just up in like one, one piece, and then a little some a little bit of crumbles. Other than that, whoa, that one was fine. I actually got ahead of myself uh, again. The the chicken bulgogi and the pork bulgogi could barely tell them apart because it was just like grilled chicken with that bulgogi coloration, and the pork, uh, same deal. That bulgogi color coloration. These are both spicy, spicy pork and spicy chicken. Tasted almost exactly the same with maybe just a slight textural variation. The pork being just slightly gamier and chewier than the chicken. And these were good. Hmm. I would say like for both of these, 3.5 out of 5. Just sure. just like fine. Like a good work lunch. Nothing you know, nothing extraordinary. That. Enjoy the format. About 250 a taco. I think yeah. it's uh, like $7.99 for three. $9.99 for four. Yep. Not a horrible price there. It, they're they're bigger. They're they're bigger than street style for sure. The Andy, hmm. this beef bulgogi, so much beef on this guy. I would say, and I and I really tried to eyeball both of them. I think there was as much beef or more on the single beef bulgogi taco than there were on the kung fu fries side, which cost nine dollars. So. It also could just be new restaurant uh, kinks where mm. sometimes you're getting uh, somebody with a wild hand who's, who's slopping too much bulgogi yeah. on there. But, hey, ain't nothing wrong with that for me, folks. Sure. I, I had a good old time with that beef bulgogi taco. Yeah, my, I felt like my proportions were really off. Like, I just, I just didn't. There wasn't enough meat to make it even really stand out from all mm. of the other toppings. But I like the other topping. They had a very fresh taste. Sure. It was kind of like eating a, eating a salad and a tortilla. And flour tortillas. On yeah. these, no corn. Uh, thought they're perfectly fine. Yeah. Not like house-made or anything no, like that, but Definitely fine. not too different from a high-end grocery store tortilla. Sure. Pretty decent. Is that all the bulgogis? Uh, have we covered, we've covered beef, pork, chicken. What else did you get, Andy? I already mentioned this, but like, the bulgogi does not taste like bulgogi to me. Hmm. Um, I make my favorite bulgogi. Have you had it when I made that? No, I don't think so. Korean chicken taco? I make Korean chicken tacos. Hmm. Uh, from time to time, and they are awesome. They're a lot more spicy, a lot more heat going yeah. on with those anyway. But maybe mine are like a more extreme version, and theirs is the more traditional. I'm not a big chicken bulgogi guy. I like mm. the I like that sweet beef. Okay, I bet you would like mine. Yeah, I bet so too. Uh, we'll see. Maybe I'll try to make it before I before I go. I got a wasabi kick chicken karaji, which is deep fried chicken with house wasabi mayo. Uh, did enjoy. Those chicken pieces, very lightly breaded, but a nice crispness and crunch to them. Sure. Uh, again, same format with these. Maybe I think there were like three or four pieces of chicken, and they were pretty small chicken so pieces. These are like breaded pieces, yeah. like you like would small find. chunks. Okay, okay, small chunks. Not like uh, sliced though. No katsu stuff. You know what? They were like the size of a big popcorn shrimp. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. You get about four of those in there, uh, which means you know you're taking four bites. This was good. Mm. Enjoy the texture of those. Enjoy the flavor of those. Uh, the breading was pretty tasty. This was a good taco. It was pretty unique, too, because you don't get a lot of, like, breaded chicken tacos. Mm-hmm. Either breaded fish, see that more often. Yeah. 
Better chicken, not 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 so much. I like this one. I will say what I already said, which is the wasabi cream sauce. Didn't have much more wasabi kick to it. I still liked it. It's very pleasant. Almost had like a bit of a minty flavor to it. Oh, really? Though that could have come from the cilantro. The maybe. piece of gum that was in your yeah. mouth whenever you were uh-huh. eating. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> have I mentioned that? That I always chew gum while eating? That's probably a detail I should have mentioned. Yeah, I think I think you usually Yeah, show. you start off every review saying that you were two sticks of double di- mm-hmm. d- double two sticks double deep. mint deep. Two sticks deep. Andy? The one thing I, we didn't bring up the atmosphere here. They got anime posters. Yeah, they sure <laughs> they do. got framed anime posters in the uh, in the in the booths there. Love that. Pretty cool. Good for them. Being in there did make me slightly nostalgic for Big Fat Burritos. Oh my god! Which was a really good, really good spot. Every uh, day of the week, I'm nostalgic for them. <laughs> I tried one more taco. I also tried one more taco. Snow Mountain Shrimp. Taco, deep fried shrimp topped with Parmesan cheese and house sweet mayo. Would not have guessed there was any cheese whatsoever on this. Sure. Um, Don't know why there's cheese on it. Yeah. I mean, I think it would have been good. Mm. Real fresh gardeny taste on this one, too. Rich mayo. Really like that mayo. I think it's very thick. I guess it's an aioli. Mm-hmm. This was good. Yeah. It tasted very, very similar to the wasabi chicken, um, and they were both very tasty. So I pretty much had four different types of tacos, but two of them tasted yeah, almost exactly the, the same. same. Yeah. Sure. The chicken and the shrimp have different flavors, but as far as everything surrounding them, was they're pretty identical. I thought the shrimp, Andy, was so good. I I got the red dragon taco. Let me tell you, those tempura shrimps, some of the biggest fried shrimps you're getting in town, real good size on them. Probably still like three, maybe four in a taco. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I wasn't insulted by, by the amount of shrimp I got. Thought thought my uh, red dragon shrimp, which are, of course, deep fried honks of shrimp uh, in tempura and uh, spicy house aioli. While I didn't think it was spicy, don't think it needs to invoke the name of the evil red dragon uh, who burned up Philip Seymour Hoffman so bad. Oh, my. <laughs> uh Definitely not spicy at all, but as far as a shrimp taco goes, which shrimp tacos along the course of this show and just from my girlfriend making them, I think have become easily one of my favorite foods, uh, would order this again any day of the week. Yeah. I was so happy with this. I was really surprised you didn't like it as much because we went here and we were just so surprised by everything. Huh. I, I was so happy that I didn't with like Kung it. Fu I thought it was taco. I thought it was fine. That was good. It's better than a lot of the mediocre places we've tried it. I've tried it on these what oh, you eat absolutely. episodes. These new absolutely, absolutely. I like. It. I just didn't love it. This is this is a solid three point five for me. Okay, so Soul Taco is a chain or mm-hmm. like a regional chain, Kansas yeah. City. I'm mean, sorry, I think it's based out of Chicago, but I've had it in St. Louis. I think there might be one in Kansas City, definitely Columbia. We just talked about this with uh, Heathead Ryan Sala. Mm. It doesn't compare to, to that place. Mm. Uh, first of all, Soul Taco does hard shell. And they fry their own hard shells. So imagine one of those tacos, but a hard shell and with sweeter, more flavorful beef. Mm. Uh, So taco rules. I was hoping it would be something like that. And it just wasn't on that level. Still Mm. good. Not on that. Not on the level of another place that does something similar. That's all. I drop a big fat four on them. Hmm. I'll climb to the top of the stairs. (laughs) Wait until they walk under the awning there. Unsuspecting. They go, hey, look up here. There I am holding the big fat four. So it's a punishment? Huh. It's as heavy as an anvil. It's going to crush your freaking heads in. 
Okay. So you're punishing a place for making food you enjoyed a lot. Got it. Okay. Is that it? <laughs> oh, Andy, I think it is. I think that's it for uh, Kung Fu Tacos. That was Kung Fu Taco. I liked it. Andy uh, wifed it. <laughs> what? I think you're the one closer to wifing it. I wifed it. Andy merely liked it. Andy, there's only one last thing to do on this episode before we finally get to go home for the evening. Me. Oh, it's been a long night. It has been. We've been convened together for a little, almost three and a half hours now. Uh, so it's only fair that we close this bad boy out with our favorite thing to do on the show. My favorite thing to do on the show. Let's talk about what we've been eating with our eyes and ears, Andy. Sounds good, Dan. No, Andy. You tell me what sounds good <laughs> by telling me what you've been eating with your ears. Why don't you lead us off? The Lucy Dacus album came out just this day. Mm-hmm. No, yesterday. And it is so good. Sure. It's one of my favorites. Your name's up on my wall with that Boy Genius poster. Mm-hmm. Julian Baker, Phoebe Bridgers, Lucy Dacus. And I really think that the next time they tour together, it's going to be in a completely different order mm-hmm. because they've shifted uh, how popular each one is. Phoebe Bridgers, obviously, is a big star now. Yep, she's the big star. And then I think this one is going to catapult Lucy Dacus up to that second position. Well, is- your poster that you have here is uh, she's still getting a with credit. Uh, yeah. I, I guess that this was before they had come up with the or released the Boy Genius moniker. Uh, I love the Julian Baker album this mm-hmm. year. It's great, but I don't think it has the broad appeal that this Lucy Dacus album is going to have. I'm excited. It it's on like- my to listen playlist. It's so good, Dan. It talks about like growing up and there's a lot of stuff about like growing growing up in church. Sure. And then you know that stuff gets to me. And um, I've heard a lot of songs, Dan. <laughs> and at this point, a I, lot of songs. Uh, lyrics can be pretty predictable, even really good ones. Like, okay, I know what rhyme is going to come next. What's obvious here? There are several times in that album where the next line is is shocking at how good it is and how nothing like I thought it would be it is <laughs> terrible sentence really sure. bad sentence yeah. it's I, great I, that sentence was nothing like I would thought it would be <laughs> is <laughs> <laughs> yeah that uh, that album's fantastic it's fantastic listen to that Modest Mouse album that came out today it's, it's I don't know it's weird it's I tried listening to it not into it Pretty, no, thank you. I'm not a big Modest Mouse guy e- either way, I, but I, you know, I can definitely, I, I could sit down and listen to one of the old classics and sure make it all the way through. Certainly, but no, I got to about track two on that one and decided that it was not for me. This one, it's kind of like they're like, oh, we we need a couple hits. We're gonna keep doing this. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't keep touring on albums that are 15 years old. Yeah, long older than that because they were popular when I was in high school. And at this point, I don't know that people going to like see them are going to see like good news for people who have bad news songs anymore. At this point, I feel like it's either like diehards who still enjoy their output or people who do want to see like lonesome crowded West songs just because they were affected so heavily with them. I don't know that they're like era of like radio stardom, no matter how great that album is, which I do think it's an awesome album. Uh, I don't know that that's what's bringing people in a lot of people came to that show here uh-huh. and i know we talked about it after the show right yeah, that's when we, we did sure that. did Th- those shows are promoted on the radio mm. like there were q and o two people or whatever the, ch- the channel is there was a lot of those people at that show like that oh, was yeah. the crowd 
and they did not play the big single, which Absolutely. is uh, right. awesome. I've seen them twice. Didn't play it either time. They played the Ocean Breeze Salty, so they played yeah. the better single. In Danny's opinion, love the Ocean Breeze Good Times Salty. Are Killing Me is the best song on oh, that album. Black Cadillacs is a great song, too. The World at Large is a great song. Yeah. Hey, what it's else are great album. songs on that album? <laughs> <laughs> well, they didn't play. Did they, did they play, did they play the World at Large? Uh, who cares? What oh, a weird to play that and not the other one, I guess. I already but. talked about this, but. What have you been eating with your ears? Oh, and you know what I've been eating with my ears. Mm-hmm. I think you know good and well. It's done, folks. I listened to all the fall albums. Uh, 42 albums, including like this four EPs in there. Uh, or, or like three EPs. A handful of live albums that I consider canon or I had come to consider canon. Uh, if, if I'm wanting to finish the entirety of the Falls Available discography, there, there's only roughly 100 more albums to go as far as live albums and uh, just like B-sides and stuff. But uh, there's 42 albums, Andy. Mm-hmm. Really, really loved them. Yeah. Really loved them. Uh, you know, this uh, I, I had been on a kick of making monthly playlists. My last month's playlist, uh, I believe, I, I just kind of slotted in the, the Spring Food Mo playlist because I thought it was so good. This next month's playlist, the June playlist, I believe will be uh, my kind of definitive all the all the songs I love by the fall. Uh, so keep an eye out for that one because, boy, Andy, do I love the fall. Yeah, I love them so much. I, I'm, I'm excited to keep listening to them and uh, be able to like kind of get back into some of these albums after really just diving deep and never dove into a discography like this one before not there there are not many discographies like this yeah. one uh and i of course put the call out on twitter uh if you if you like a tweet so cool. of mine I, I i will give you a, a fall song just for you and i truly picked those i i picked the song that i picked for you because i thought that you would like it a lot i did like i it. picked the song that i picked for blake because i thought blake specifically would like it i don't know who edward james almost is but uh, I know hopefully he, he enjoyed the song that i picked it's yeah, a good one I know, I know who he is now you, you asked him if he liked that song uh yeah the fall i've been listening to his a bunch of other stuff i think his name's matt He's uh-huh. he he uh he used to be in the first teenager ever. He replaced Corey King in first teenager ever. Oh, okay, yeah. sure. And he co-hosts discographology uh-huh. with those guys. Yes, which apparently is pretty popular. I don't know. They have t-shirts. I have definitely wanted to get into it. I, I like the premise of it a lot. Yeah, but yeah. The fall. Been listening to a ton of other stuff. I, I haven't gotten around to like that new Tyler the Creator yet, but it seems good. Oh, the new Backwash album, Back mm-hmm. X Wash. Who retweeted uh, you or sometime or something? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if she did. I think she gave me a like. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm so thirsty online. Just uh, talking about oh. artists I like, want, wanting them to like my tweet or retweet me. Patrick Stickles from Titus Andronicus likes every tweet you tag him in, and so I'll, sometimes Incredible. I'll do it. Just I just need some uh, some big ups. Did Did you know that? Mike Hanford is one of your supporters on uh, on your Bandcamp. What did you know that Sloppy Hanford is one of fourteen supporters on the most recent no uh, Sister City album? I had no idea. I think Mike Hanford, the extremely funny uh, comedian improviser from the Birthday Boys, uh, has listened to Secret Punk. Andy, I think he's he's a he's a he's a sister city listener sloppy hanford yeah i saw this on Bandcamp the other day and i i just assumed that it was okay. something you had already told to me before no. uh and, and so i i almost hesitated to mention it as to not bring up something that you have <laughs> like told me before i absolutely cannot wait to tell my friends about that because 
They're massive fans of the Sloppy Boys podcast. Wes and Jason are massive <laughs> fans of the Sloppy Boys podcast. Sloppy Boys in general. I mean, that's just the Sloppy Boys. That's good listening, folks. Good, you know, summertime is grinding up. It is hot. And uh, there are Sloppy Boys albums you could be listening to. And the wonderful Mike Hanford. Uh, yeah, I was so <laughs> I was just tickled whenever I saw that. I was that like, is man. Unreal. That's so cool. Uh, truly out of like 14 people. Like, I not, mean, I, was he on that episode where they played my jingle on the comedy bang? Bang? I don't think so. Okay. No, Mississippi sea tart was on there. Uh, huh? Yeah. Yeah. What you been eating <laughs> with your eyes besides that? Uh, that wonderful piece of information I just gave you. Oh man, Dan, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what. I sure love not working. Uh-huh. It's really great. Yeah. I highly recommend you give it a shot right. sometime. Right. It's like, I'm finally remembering why I got into teaching. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Yeah. But uh, it's my first time. First time not really not working for, mm-hmm. a, for a span since I was uh, 15, Dan. Sure. I mean, unless you can't surgery recovery, but I don't. Dan, I've watched so many movies. I went to the Moxie and I saw that documentary about the Sparks, Sparks, the Bants, the Sparks mm. Brothers, which was fantastic. I was supposed to go see that last night at the Moxie, but then canceled it because I uh, scheduled something with somebody tonight. Uh, huh. So I, I ended up <laughs> just canceling that to then hang out with them. Loved it. Thought it was just the best time. Uh-huh. Had heard very little about that band. Had yeah. definitely checked into their collaborative album with Franz Ferdinand before. Edgar Wright directed it. Big fan of Edgar Wright. We talked about him extensively on that Golden Age of Everything episode. We did. The documentary is two hours and 15 minutes long. The band has 25 albums. Mm -hmm. I think they had maybe 23 whenever they were producing it. So they talk about 23 of them. And they devote enough time to each album that you get a feel for it. And the circumstances surrounding it. It could have gone on for another two and a half hours, and I would have thought nothing of it. I thought it was like 85 minutes when it was done. I was like, wait a second. It was before the final mystery hour. I I was like, you know, going to go sit and have some nachos. I like those Tinga Tacos nachos. They're good. They're good. They're good. And so, like, I had done that before where I'd gone to one movie at the Moxie, got my Tinga nachos, and went back to the Moxie. This time I was like, I'm going to go sit and just have a leisurely nacho and margarita before I head over, you know, and then brought my bike home, whatever. Watched that last mystery hour, which was a lot of fun, by the way. Mm -hmm. I didn't have any time. Yeah. <laughs> like it, the, the movie was uh, 45 minutes to an hour longer than I expected it to be. And I uh, had to rush right over there. Didn't eat my tacos. Didn't eat anything. It was you, very you great. Look at that runtime first. Well, well uh, yeah. Wound up having to leave a little bit early because I was so hungry. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, that one was really good. I have so many more to talk about. Uh, Fast and Furious, every single one. I of watched them. all I of them. Yeah. Well, I had been watching the John Singleton movies. You know, and I did watch Baby Boy, which I didn't like you as didn't much like. as you. I do really like Bing Rams in it, though. Uh, now, uh, now you can better understand the uh, line in the Run the Jewels song. Uh, shout out to uh, the Golden Age of Everything, where we talked a lot about the Run the Jewels. Uh, in Thirty Six Inch Chain, or maybe it's Banana Clipper, where Killer Mike says, uh, "I might have to Melvin on you, Jody. Put my arm on your neck." And he's talking <laughs> about Ving Grames, of course, uh, putting Jody, the, the titular baby boy, putting him in a chokehold. Yeah. Also, other references to Baby Boy, of which I won't mention. But mm-hmm. you should go back and listen mm-hmm. to Run the Jewels 1 now that you know <laughs> Baby Boy a little better. <laughs> yeah. So I was watching all the John Singleton yeah. movies, and I did buy the box set of that, like the first eight Fast and Furious sure. movies because I, I like them. And I figured at some point I watched them, and there was a sale for like the 4K yeah. Blu-ray. So I bought it. 
And I really did not plan or expect to watch all of them, but I watched the first one to get ready for Too Fast, Too Furious, which John Singleton directed, oddly. Sure. And I just wound up continuing because they're so fun, including the Singleton one. This is a series that never dips below three stars out of five and never goes above four stars out of five. Sure. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that at (laughs) all. What a great time. So I watched them all. I'm just going to tell you my rankings, including Fast 9, which I did see with my dad for Father's Day. Took him to see that, which was a lot of fun. It's a good movie. It's a fun movie. It looks great. So, coming in, dead last at number 10, Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw, three stars. Too Fast, Too Furious, three stars. Fast and Furious, the fourth one, new model, original parts. That's the one where they all come back. Three and a half. Uh Three and a half. Saw that one in theaters. That one? Drove way too fast on the highway. It's good. Uh Fast and Furious, Tokyo Drift, really good. Absolutely. It's like a John Hughes movie with fast cars. Lucas Black is hilarious. Lucas in it. Black is hilarious and everything. He's, he's a great actor. He comes back for F9, dude. I love that. He's in F9. Doesn't re- the character does it's like a totally different person. Sure. But I'm a totally different person than I was in high school also. Oh, yeah, I don't remember them being like all international super spies in, in uh-huh. the first Fast and Furious movie. So Yeah. Um <laughs> he's a rocket scientist. <laughs> he's not a rocket scientist, but like he's a guy who works with rockets. Uh-huh. Oh I mean you can tell from his <laughs> his position in Fast Period 3. It's, F9 is so funny. Mm. It's by far the funniest one. And like there are actual jokes and set up for jokes. Whereas the last one, it's almost like a let Tyrese riff. And he's not like <laughs> a great riffer or anything. Anyway, we're at uh, that was number seven. Next, Fast and Period 6. Sure. Which I think is six good. Six. We're, we're into the four star territory now. Everything mm. after this, four stars. Six rules. Six is really, really good. Oh, yeah. A lot of fun. Even though it does have the endless runway don't care 26 miles by some estimates mm-hmm, i've heard mm-hmm. look at that it was a slow plane you live your life a quarter mile at a time and that one you get a hundred of those four <laughs> quarter miles, quarter miles. Yeah. fourth is going to be f9 fourth place f9 sure. good stuff third place fast five that's my controversial take is that that's not the best one that's usually most people's favorite i really like fast five it's a lot it's great it's a lot of fun number two Fast and the Furious. The first one rules. It's incredible. It's so good. Gotta get those combo DVD VCR players. Yeah. It's awesome. Whenever that car drives under the semi-truck, so cool. So cool. Like all, all the time, like all the crazy huge action sequences that they've done since, uh, you know, and that's still just a very cool thing to yeah. see. Also, like it has the most schizophrenic soundtrack of maybe any movie. Sure. It it has rap. It has, it, you know, most of they're mostly like pop rap at this point. Yeah. Uh, this has dance music. It has like metal. Limp Biscuit plays at one point. Um, That's just early 2000 soundtracks. So yeah, chaotic. Just all over the yeah. place. I really liked it. I really liked how wild it was. It's all. Yeah, you'll get like Busta Rhymes and then like Sepultura on, mm-hmm. on a lot of these soundtracks. Mm-hmm. Like very weird stuff. <laughs> yep. Uh, Furious 7, by far my favorite. I think so. I do I think so. I've seen that one. Oh, you gotta. You gotta see it. It's when Jason Statham. Mm-hmm. Uh, joins the franchise. It's like primo rock. The rock is so good. And it's the emotional send off for Paul Walker. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm an emotional person. Movies make me cry. I knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. I don't like that song. It was all over the uh, place. I do. I think I know what song. See you again. About. It's uh, Wiz Khalifa. Yeah, the Wiz somebody Khalifa else. song. Yeah. It's, it's some little white dude. Uh-huh. I just I started tearing up immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, there that were became like, like the biggest song in the yeah, world because of that it was movie. So big. I was tearing up 
when they were setting that up at the beginning. Like, <laughs> oh, I just need to focus on my family yeah. now. It's like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's I really like that how they... You know, There's the, a real world component to it, too. I like the movies more with him in it. Mm-hmm. F9 is really fun. But, like, he was such a great, like, counterpoint to Vin Diesel. Because he was just very bright. He had a very bright presence. You know what and I Vin's like? is not. Running Scared. You ever see it's Running so Scared? Good. It's so good. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that there's some questionable stuff in there, but uh-huh. uh, man, Running Scared, very good. <laughs> like that has one of the, it's rated R. It has one of the most NC-17 scenes I think I've ever uh-huh. seen in a rated R yeah. movie. Like I, there's something that an act is performed in that movie that uh-huh. just you don't see it. You yeah. just don't see it. Maybe you, we probably should, Yeah. but you just don't see something you see in that movie uh-huh. ever. He's great in that movie. Yeah. I, it's been ten years at least since I saw it, but man, you're right. He's like pre safety, uh, pre pre good time, uh, the neon soaked, yes. uh, high throttle. I, I I would be curious what they think of that movie. Yeah. I'm sure that it takes influence from all sorts of crap that I don't know about. Speaking of movies that uh, don't play so good, mm-hmm. near 2021. Sure. Today I watched a film called Hell Comes to Frogtown. Oh, absolutely. Have you watched it? I have no love it. No, I haven't seen it. Okay. It's stars. What is it? Rowdy. Pi- What's his name? Rowdy, Rowdy, Rowdy Piper. Parker. Rowdy. 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 Rowdy Piper. All right. Not, not an especially great actor, uh-uh. but he's a uh, really fun. Yeah. Okay. The premise of this movie, it's it's post nuclear Holocaust. Dan, <laughs> you with me so far? Uh-huh. Most of the men have been wiped out. Sure. Almost all the men are sterile. Many of the women are sterile. Mm hmm. And so people who are able to procreate get to do so with great frequency. Mm-hmm. And one of those people happens to be Rowdy, Rowdy Piper. Of course. And uh, <laughs> they're like, they want to procreate so that they can make more people to fight in the wars. Uh-huh. It's, it's very dark and very funny. <laughs> it's a very, I think, I think it's a satire. And yeah. it's so, it's a very effective satire. I loved this movie so much. It's so much fun. Apparently the nuclear holocaust just turned people into frog people. Sure. Okay. His name is Sam Hell. Uh-huh. That's his name. And so that's the hell of the name. Town. And he go, yeah. comes to Frogtown. Uh-huh. It's a town of frog people. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. It rules. That sounds it's great. so good. I didn't know all this about it. I, <laughs> I guess I didn't even know that Rowdy Roddy Piper was in it. Okay, Dan. What else would be... What have you been watching? Uh, I watched I have a couple more, but, but. Akira Kurosawa movies, Andy. Mm-hmm. They're on uh, the Criterion channel. Decided to get a little arty with it. Always feel good to start off like my weekend with a art film. Uh, a couple weeks back, watched uh, Seven Samurai. Really good. There's there's seven of them, and you know they're gonna die. Not all of them die though. Spoiler alert. Yeah, I thought they were all gonna die. I mean, it's not a hot take or anything, but like, great movie. Great movie, <laughs> Toshiro Mifune, t- total babe, uh, and, and what you know, he, he's kind of billed as the uh, lead of that movie, what with being on the case and all, and he's not. He's, he's just not the most famous lead. person in yeah, it. That's he's, all. And he's great. Uh, speaking of him and Kurosawa, t- d- okay, real quick, yeah, I want to tell you my story about trying to see. That. I I just watched that for the first time like three years ago, really? but I'd seen the first forty five minutes or so mm-hmm. on film at the Hollywood Theater. Wow, in uh, Portland, Oregon. However, the day before, I had had a, a freight elevator door come down on my head. Nice. Um, oh, wait. No, no, no. I got injured three times at that Target because uh-huh. it was a terribly run Target. Oh, yeah. I think that was the one where I had an aluminum can fall off a shelf and cut my lip open. 
that's a thing that happened I to love me. that. Had stitches and everything. So I got the tetanus shot that day, uh-huh. and I got so oh, sick, sick during the movie. So sick that I had to oh, leave. Yeah. Like, my stomach was out of control. I also didn't know how to eat yet. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like if my stomach hurt, I didn't know if I was hungry. So I went to taco time, oh, which yeah. is a terrible, terrible uh, sounds like a stand-up Northwestern <laughs> <laughs> Northwestern Mexican chain and had that. And then I was like drinking a beer at the Hollywood Theater because like that's what you do there. Uh-huh. Uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I derailed your <laughs> Seventh Samurai, but it's awesome. Awesome. It, and it looked beautiful on a big screen. That's one of my favorite rooms. It's like a 500 seat theater with a massive screen and they show stuff on film and I'm sorry, Dan. Go ahead. Would have loved to have seen it in a theater, uh, although would not have been advantageous for my style of watching movies, which is to watch the first half, fall asleep, and then watch the second half oh, in yeah. the morning. Th- uh, three settings to get through. Hell, hell comes to Frogtown. The movie's <laughs> 88 minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the uh, the two and a half hour long high and low last mm. night. Watched most of it last night. The remainder of it this morning, and it's incredible. I liked yeah. it more than Seven Samurai. Wow. It's a like a kind of a thriller. The first hour of it is all basically set in a single living room and the shots are just like blocked real well. Uh-huh. A lot of the movie is just like people standing in the frame and like kind of looking at the floor while two other people kind of in the background are like in between them and they're all like kind of weaving in and out of, in and out of each other. Uh, also, I'm pretty sure this is just like the movie that invented the modern day like police procedural, like something like uh, say Zodiac or something just wouldn't exist huh. at all without this. So much of it is like really classic, like what you see in movies, police work, capital P police work or detective work rather. Um, and man, Andy, it's such a good time. I'm actually, I still have the last 15 minutes to finish. Oh. I, I was just finishing it before I came here. Um, and, and so I'm, I'm excited to see how it concludes. But yeah, Akira Kurosawa, folks, check him out. Yeah. Have you, have you watched Ron, his King Lear movie? I haven't seen Ron. I think the only other movie I've seen by him is Yojimbo, which okay. I like a lot. That's great. That's great, I'm, too. Uh, Ron's not on... Uh, mm the the criterion channel that they, they don't go too far into like the 70s and yeah. stuff with his movies i was a, well, maybe a little young for ron or not even young but a little i, I didn't have proper context for it i believe it is very long it's, and also very like one of his darker ones yeah i, I mean with, with it being king lear <laughs> yeah it's very dark and i don't even love i've read a bunch of shakespeare plays mm-hmm. for school not to brag yeah but uh, King Lair was one of my least favorite. Yeah, it sucks. It's I wouldn't say that it sucks. It's got a lot of really beautiful. Well, the rendition that I did for the uh, Shakespeare class I took at OTC oh. that, that we filmed upstairs at uh, <laughs> Galloway Baptist Church and uh, partially at a park here in town sucks. <laughs> did you like have people from your class come to the church to do it with you? Yeah, yeah. That I offered like I offered fun. it up as a space. No, it was a group project. It sucked. I hated the class. <laughs> I'm sure all my uh, roommate or all my partners so, sucked, although not as much <laughs> as me. So the whole idea, I mean, not the whole idea. One of the many important aspects of that play is that these decisions made between a very small number of people affect 
massive numbers of people. Sure. The movie does such a great job of portraying Shakespeare that. was like, oh, let me kiss your feet, Mr. King. Oh, I made you a little play. <laughs> See how important you are, Mr. King. I don't know about that because <laughs> most of those kings like wound up killing each other. Yeah. <laughs> he was pretty critical of uh, the government. More of other countries' governments uh-huh. on his own, but you know, he'd use that. He'd slip little barbs in there. The people mm-hmm. people knew what he was talking about. Yeah. He's a pretty clever guy. We'll talk about people Willy. dumping their pants and stuff because they, <laughs> they love that. They love getting a laugh. So the thing with Ron is that there will be these scenes between the king and his daughters mm-hmm. in these tiny rooms um, and then it will cut suddenly to just the the widest shot of a battle you've ever seen yeah. and 100% real. Like all of these, like hundreds and hundreds of extras and period specific armor and stuff. I would massive love, scale. Y- even seven samurai doesn't really have anything like that. Most of the battles and stuff are shot pretty tight and they definitely convey a lot of the chaos of what like a, a, a siege of a town would be like. But you don't get, I think later in his career, he becomes a little more known for like huge sweeping shots of giant of like moving mm-hmm. armies and like multiple moving parts. Um, and so I have not experienced those yet. I'm yeah. like more excited to get into those. He's got like one of his real later ones after he had like a. Uh, it, like his comeback one, one that like Francis Ford Coppola Dreams? funded. No, it's another one. Oh, okay. But it's it's one where he uses a lot of color, and you know, I'm st- I'm still in all the black and white yeah. stuff. But Dreams is the one that where Martin Scorsese plays Vincent Van Gogh, I believe. Yeah. No this this one, one yeah. this one is still feudal era Japan mm. type stuff, but uh, um in more like of a dream like realm. I don't yeah. know. Do you have HBO? Yeah. Have you watched Hacks? Mm-hmm. Of course. Oh, dude. Oh, good. So good. Enjoyed it. Yeah. That's one I, I just I think we're I on the last episode Hacks. of that one. Okay. I caught up with Hacks this week, and it's one of my favorite TV shows in a very long time. Yeah. It's just, it's so funny. Doing great. Yeah, it's funny, but it's also, I don't know, it's a great dramedy, Dan. A lot of the people are appropriately annoying on there, mm-hmm. like annoying in a way where I'm like, it's not annoying because it's written poorly. It's annoying in a way that I know that that's how that stupid, stupid person would act. Yeah. <laughs> Gene Smart, one of the best actors, mm-hmm. plays a an aging stand-up comedian who's like a Vegas residency, very similar to like Joan Rivers, yeah. something like that. She's funny on stage and she's funny just interacting in two totally different yeah. ways. And I really like that because uh, it's just, it comes across that she's a funny person. Like her shtick is that she doesn't say just so different from the way she interacts with people, which is also funny. Like her behavior is funny, mm-hmm. but also her jokes are pretty funny too. Yeah. They're like, they're hacky jokes that are also good hacky jokes that yeah. like they play in the context of the show for good reason. I don't know. I love it. I, she's so, so good. Yeah. How hard like uh, actors don't play stand ups well ever. And she's like the first one I know. I know that like was not a stand up. Yeah. Plays a great stand up. Mm-hmm. A lot, lot of a lot of great people on there. The, the, her agent Paul W. Downs is super funny, yeah. and his assistant Creator Megan Salter is so, so yeah. funny. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I really loved it. As, like, as far as shows about stand up comedy on HBO Go, one of the better ones. <laughs> <laughs> I would say a good one. Uh, anything else you've been watching, listening nah, to, I'm playing Pokemon on the on an emulator on my Mac, holding down the turbo button. Oh, I'd really? Love to just fly through Pokemon. <laughs> love it. The original? Or like one of the two? Um, I'm on Soul Silver, actually, playing a DS emulator mm. on the old Mac. I started the PS5 version of Final Fantasy VII. Mm-hmm. 
put about three hours in because it, it didn't transfer my save from the PS4 version, Ooh, so I had to play yeah. back up through that again. Turns out I got further than I thought I did, mm-hmm. and I'm really not enjoying it. Yeah, one of the most boring <laughs> games I've ever played in my life. Don't see what people enjoy it's about it. So much filler. Yeah, just a just a crazy amount of filler in that just game. Wait, Andy. Chapter eight, I think, is one of the most boring stretches like, of a video game I've ever I, played. I don't want to go walk around this dumb town and oh. talk to everyone before I can move on. Andy, imagine a section of the game where they limit the speed at which your character can move throughout the entire uh, chapter. Oh, yep. Spider-Man does that for certain scenes, which is such a great. It's awesome game. Yeah. But like sometimes like, oh, I just I, let me run. Let yeah. me run through this. Okay. Uh, that's it for me Andy I'm going home I'm getting some food that's not going to sit well with this spicy stuff in my stomach I'm going to bed all right we will see everybody Tuesday that's right and then the next Friday again and then after that you know just cross your fingers and maybe a new episode will come out yeah we're doing every Tuesday and Friday of July to get to that magic 200 number that's right 200 yeah all right see everybody later bye